Good evening. I'm Paul Drienzo with the headlines. President Joe Biden said Tuesday he's decided on a response after three American soldiers were killed Sunday in a drone attack in Jordan. But Biden says he doesn't want war. I don't think we need a wider war in the Middle East. That's not what I'm looking for. Biden says he'll attend the dignified transfer of the remains of the dead soldiers on Friday. The three troops were from a Georgia-based engineering battalion, Sergeant William Jerome Rivers, Specialist Kennedy Layden Sanders, and Specialist Brianna Alexandria Moffat. February 8th is a scheduled general election in Pakistan. Tuesday, a court in Pakistan jailed former Prime Minister and cricket star Imran Khan for 10 years. He was found guilty of making public the contents of a secret cable from Pakistan's ambassador in Washington to the Islamabad government. The document had already been made public by the Intercept news site, ever being leaked by unrelated sources. The document purportedly contained criticism of Khan by the United States because he had not signed on to help Ukraine shortly after the Russian invasion. The State Department said Tuesday Khan's sentence is an eternal issue for Pakistan. Murtaza Hussein of The Intercept. Technically, it is an internal Pakistani matter, but the U.S. government is very, very involved in uh, the current regime in Pakistan, helping sustain it, uh, doing deals with it. Uh, and while it's commented a lot about suppression of democracy in other places, it has very little to say about uh, suppression of democracy in a country where the U.S. has very close ties. The fallout continues after the World Court failed to order a ceasefire in Gaza last week, instead calling for more humanitarian aid. On Tuesday, State Department spokesperson Matthew Miller said the court ordered nothing of Israel that the United States had not already asked for. We uh, expect Israel to determine what it has to do to comply with that ruling. It's not a ruling that's directed to us. It's a ruling that's directed to Israel, but we do expect them to, um, uh, to determine what they need to do to comply with the court's ruling, and we'll be engaging with them about that. In an article in Truthdig, How South Africa Lost Its Genocide Case Against Israel, retired judge and law professor Bill Blum says the case against Israel is going downhill for South Africa. So it proceeded under the Genocide Convention, where the issue is all or nothing, and the principal form of relief that South Africa wanted, which everyone understands, I believe, is an immediate ceasefire, suspension of all military operations. The court declined to order that. And from this point forward, it's only going to get more difficult for South Africa to prove its case. Bloom said the case should have been easy, but South Africa botched the argument. The claims of genocide are plausible. That's all it has to show. It doesn't have to show beyond a reasonable doubt or even by clear and convincing evidence that Israel's committing genocide, which means not only acts of physical violence, but with the specific intent to destroy the Palestinians. So this is the easiest standard of proof that South Africa is going to face throughout the proceedings. And the court declined to tell Israel to stop. So I see the case as a failure. And in local news, the city council has voted to override Mayor Eric Adams' vetoes of two law enforcement bills, the How Many Stops Act and a measure to ban solitary confinement in city jails called Halt Solitary. The vote was 42 to 9, coming after Mayor Adams made a round of TV talk shows to campaign against both bills. How many stops required police to log even cursory investigative stops, halt solitary, would end the last vestiges of the practice in city jails. Public advocate Jumani Williams what this bill fundamentally does is try to end any vestiges of solitary confinement that still exists 
and it tries to change the use of isolation to change behavior. Not only has it not been changing behavior, it is known to cause long-lasting effects on people. Williams also said he has empathy for corrections officers and the problems they face. I want to make sure I keep putting that on the record. Uh, corrections officers, primarily black females, being sexually assaulted, doors that are not locking, bathrooms that not work. Those are things that we have to talk about as well. We see you and we hear you. We will not agree on this bill, but it does not mean that what you lift up is not worthy of us addressing, and we should and we must. But Council Member Mercedes Marcise told the story of a dog in a cage to illustrate her vote to override the veto. I put the dog in a cage. My son came back. My son said, why are you putting the dog in a cage? Because mommy, what are you doing? You're teaching, you're training that dog not to see us as friend, as family. If you want it to be a best behavior, we have to do training the dog and give the dog love in the house. And that's, that's what I did. Paul Drienzo, New York.